poem here in the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Curry. It's October, which means that it is the season for John Keats. Keats was actually born in October, towards the end of the month, and on, on Halloween, actually. Born in 1795, and he died in 1821. And I've read a couple of poems on this show by him before. But today I'm going to read the poem that is most anthologized. His poem that is most anthologized, but also one of the most anthologized poems ever written in English. And that poem is called To Autumn. It's a three stanza poem. Each stanza has 11 lines. And Keats believed autumn to be his season, as probably many people do who were born during the fall. This poem was composed in 1819 and published in 1820. It was written when he was just 23, um, the second to last fall that he would see during his life. And it's just further evidence of the kind of genius uh, he was and the kind of genius we lost when he died at age 25. This is To Autumn by John Keats. Season of mists and mellow fruitfulness, close bosom friend of the maturing sun, conspiring with him how to load and bless with fruit the vines that round the thatch eaves run, to bend with apples the mossed cottage trees, and fill all fruit with ripeness to the core, to swell the gourd and plump the hazel shells with a sweet kernel, to set budding more and still more later flowers for the bees, until they think warm days will never cease, for summer has o'erbrimmed their clammy cells. Who hath not seen thee oft amid thy store? Sometimes whoever seeks abroad may find thee sitting careless on a granary floor, thy hair soft lifted by the winnowing wind, or on a half-reaped furrow sound asleep, drowsed with the fume of poppies, while thy hook spares the next swath and all its twined flowers. And sometimes, like a gleaner, thou dost keep steady thy laden head across a brook, or by a cider press, with patient look, thou watchest the last oozings, hours by hours. Where are the songs of spring? Ay, where are they? Think not of them. Thou hast thy music too. While barred clouds bloom the soft dying day and touch the stubble plains with rosy hue. Then in a wailful choir the small gnats mourn among the river swallows, borne aloft or sinking as the light wind lives or dies. And full-grown lambs loud bleat from hilly bourne, Hedge crickets sing, and now with treble soft the red breast whistles from a garden croft, and gathering swallows twitter in the skies. William Harmon notes that Keats wrote this poem while staying in Winchester, which is county seat of Hampshire in south-central England, which still today is an agricultural region known for their cider. So this harkens back to After Apple Picking, which I read recently, the poem by Robert Frost. Obviously, this is a poem that is set in the autumn, but it's also in the autumn of the day, in the evening. It's an, it's an ode to autumn. It's not just about autumn, but the poet, Keats, speaks to autumn. He addresses the season as if it were a human. He's personifying it. He's both praising it and consoling it. It seems as if autumn feels a little left out. Most of the poems in the world are written to spring, right? But for Keats, autumn is the season that is best. I love the opening line of this poem, season of mists and mellow fruitfulness, because there is sort of a mellowness to that line. The, the tempo, the, the images are all sort of sleepy in a way. But 
that's part of the ode, right? That's part of the way this fall season can feel sometimes, as if it's time to go to sleep, as if things are beginning to quiet down in some ways. But it doesn't necessarily stay that way, because while it's quiet and misty and mellow at the beginning, it's not simply a, an ode to the sleepiness of fall. It's also owed to the harvest, to the, to the hard work. Um, there is completion in that, but there is also a sense of um, fulfillment in it as well. It's not just a sad thing. So once again, John Keats to Autumn. Season of mists and mellow fruitfulness, close bosom friend of the maturing sun, conspiring with him how to load and bless with fruit the vines that round the thatch eaves run, to bend with apples the mossed cottage trees and fill all fruit with ripeness to the core, to swell the gourd and plump the hazel shells with a sweet kernel, to set budding more and still more later flowers for the bees until they think warm days will never cease, for summer has o'erbrimmed their clammy cells. Who hath not seen thee oft amid thy store? Sometimes whoever seeks abroad may find thee sitting careless on a granary floor, thy hair soft-lifted by the winnowing wind, or on a half-reaped furrow sound asleep, drowsed with the fume of poppies, while thy hook spares the next swath and all its twined flowers. And sometimes like a gleaner thou dost keep steady thy laden head across a brook, or by a cider press with patient look thou watchest the last oozings, hours by hours. Where are the songs of spring? Ay, ah, where are they? Think not of them, thou hast thy music too, while barred clouds bloom the soft dying day, and touch the stubble plains with rosy hue. Then in a wailful choir the small gnats mourn among the river swallows, Born aloft, or sinking as the light wind lives or dies, And full-grown lambs loud bleat from hilly born. Hedge crickets sing, and now with treble soft The red breast whistles from a garden croft, And gathering swallows twitter in the skies. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back tomorrow with another one.